Since the murder of those two New York City police officers, there has been a national debate about policing. Certainly the debate about policing came up before with the death of Michael Brown in Ferguson, Missouri, and then the death of Eric Garner on Staten Island in New York. But now the National Fraternal Order of Police is asking Congress for something. They are asking that the Congressional Hate Crimes Statute be expanded to include crimes against police officers. And that union is very large, more than 300,000 members. Violence against police officers that is motivated by anti-police bias should be prosecuted as a hate crime. That is what the National Fraternal Order of the Police has stated, and that's why they feel that cops should be included in the Congressional Hate Crime Statute when they are killed uh, in the line of duty, as we have seen with the two police officers in New York. And by the way, it is a growing trend uh, in this country that there um, you know, are th- those uh, cops that are just being killed in ambush attacks is what they're calling them. Cops are being killed simply because they're cops, simply because they're in uniform. According to Jim Pascoe, executive director of that National Fraternal Order of Police, the police union, quote, right now, it's a hate crime if you attack someone solely because of the color of their skin, but it ought to be a hate crime if you attack someone solely because of the color of their uniform as well. Now, obviously, a hate crime can extend to gender, religion, somebody's killed because they're a Jew, a Christian, a Muslim, or sexual orientation, right? Hate crimes have been certainly, and and hate crime, uh, the statute has been applied for deaths of, or, you know, deaths of people who are gay men or lesbian women. Chuck Canterbury, the president of the union, said, quote, enough is enough. It's time for Congress to do something to protect the men and women who protect us. And by the way, this union has lobbied for a very long time for harsher punishment for those who harm law enforcement officers. Now, what they're saying in the union is that ambush attacks, which clearly is how the two New York police officers, Rafael Ramos and Wayne Jian Liu, were killed last month, are frequently motivated by a hate, and that hatred is toward police specifically. And like I said, this is growing in number. When you look at the statistics, according to the FBI stats, about 21.7% of non-accidental law enforcement deaths since 2004 were ambush attacks. That's almost a quarter. In general, the number of law enforcement officers killed in the line of duty has actually declined since the 70s, and that also reflects a fall in violent crime in our country overall, generally. It's not clear who in Congress would take up the union's call to introduce the legislation. I mean, in the past, there have been Democrats, Gabrielle Giffords of Arizona, Republicans as well, like Peter King in New York, who have sponsored union-backed bills. Josh Ernest, White House Press Secretary, when asked about this push, said the initiative is, quote, something that we'll have to consider. He said the task force on policing is convened by the president, and they would have to consider the idea that these ambush attacks that lead to the death of these police officers would be considered and part of the hate crimes statute. Now, as far as definition, a hate crime is defined by Congress as, quote, a criminal offense against a person or property 
motivated in whole or in part by an offender's bias against a race, religion, disability, ethnic origin, or sexual orientation. So if local authorities decline to prosecute a hate crime, then the federal government can step in, and that makes hate crime offenders more likely to face prosecution. If you remember, Mr. Brinsley, Ishmael Brimsley, shot himself after killing these NYPD police officers last month. He had posted anti-police messages on social media before he killed these men, before he carried out this ambush. And they say that this is the kind of crime that the union is specifically talking about to prevent. This is the type of crime they want to prevent by classifying it as a hate crime. Here's my take, okay? I'm not going to be real popular this afternoon with my take, I don't think. But I need to be honest with you, I always have, I always will be. One, although I'm a liberal, I'm very conservative on crime. And I do believe that some people can and should be rehabilitated, but I don't feel that's the case for all. I feel that most crimes are, especially violent crimes, the result of hate. The guy that kills his wife because she was cheating on him. Kills his wife because she's going to divorce him. Take the kids. Not a lot of love there. Some of it call it a crime of passion. No, it's basically the result of somebody hating somebody. You really have to hate somebody a whole hell of a lot to take their life. Now, I don't believe everybody who kills somebody who's gay or black or Muslim or Jewish or whatever you are is killing them Because they are that sexual orientation, that religion, that color, or that gender, or have that disability. And I don't understand why we honestly need to distinguish between the two. Harsher sentencing on the books for crime and violent crime in general would cover this. Let me be clear so that you don't twist my meaning here. I think it is horrific when anyone takes anyone's life. I don't see anything but hatred in that action, unless it's an accident, of course. But for that premeditated murder, that murder that has been planned, thought about, fantasized about, there is no love, no kindness, no fondness, no affection for that victim by the perpetrator. It is a hate crime. Yesterday, I read a disgusting story about a husband and wife who have twins. They killed one of them, and they admitted that not just did they kill their child, that they had been abusive to their kids. They used to for kicks. They had twins in their babies. They liked to to turn them upside down in their car seats for fun. Well, these children would scream in fear throw up and have the blood rush to their head. Not to mention putting them in extreme danger, having them in the vehicle, in the back seat, not secured properly in the proper manner. Now, they're not being brought up on hate crime as a hate crime. It's homicide, right? What the hell's the difference? What the hell's the difference if you... Strangle your kid, your wife, your neighbor, your boss, 
or a cop. What's the difference if you kill a child because they're crying, a wife because she cheated, or a cop because he's wearing a uniform, or somebody because of their orientation or their religion? It's all hate. You hate that person. You want to hurt that person. You want to harm that person. You want to take their life with your own hands. It's all a hate crime to me, in my opinion. Now, some might say, well, you know, sometimes it comes into sentencing or the death penalty. Bottom line, if we had harsher sentencing, you take a life, you do not get paroled if it's first degree premeditated murder. Bada bing, bada boom. Done. It is a hate crime. I don't think that if you are a gay man and you are killed because you are in a store and somebody's robbing the store and you're in their way or you can identify them or that they hunt you out because you're gay and kill you, I still think the loss is just as horrific for both families. Why do we why do we impress upon ourselves as a society that the death of this person is more important than others or that the death of this, the, the the death you know brought about in this manner is just so much you know worse than not No a murder is murder You talk to a woman who buried her child who was gay when it wasn't a hate crime versus the mother who buries their child who was gay because of a hate crime it's the same damn mourning and desperation and anger and hurt and hollowness and fear they won't be able to go on. I think it's terrible that police officers are killed in these ambush killings since 2004 with the FBI stats by 21.7%. But I don't feel that a police officer's life is more important. You know, it's almost like, oh, he killed a cop. That cop is still a human being. Isn't that per, that cop's life equal to my life, your life, our kids' lives, our parents' lives, regardless of our profession? And when you become a police officer, aren't you subject to being killed, even by an ambush attack? So I, I'm, I'm not trying to be against you know the, the union here. I'm very pro-union. And I am not against cops. I want to be very clear. Even though I did not feel that Michael Brown deserved to die, and I certainly felt Eric Garner did not deserve to die, and I certainly felt there should have been indictments brought against those police officers in both Ferguson, Missouri, and on Staten Island. But I'm just not sure we need hate crime statutes if we had the proper tough sentencing that goes along with violent crime, which I believe is all based on hate. I'm Leslie Marshall. Pick up the phone and join me. Agree or disagree in this hour. This is your show, and this hour is wide open telephones. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Should hate crimes be extended to police officers? Yes or no, why or why not? 888-6-LESLIE. And do we need, as I just said, hate crime legislation at all? Aren't all murders based in hate? Or do we just need stricter sentencing? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. And if a hate crime is 
is based on the color of someone's skin? Should it be based on the color of someone's uniform? How far do we go with this? Hey there, I'm Leslie Marshall. Happy Tuesday, Happy New Year, and welcome or welcome back. Uh, I want to hear from you, 8886 Leslie, 8886537543. Do we need hate crimes, uh, a hate crime statute? Do we need that at all? And if so, should these ambush killing of police, should the color of a uniform be included? Should a cop killed by an ambush, like we saw the two police officers in New York, and 21.7%, according to FBI stats of police uh, officers' uh, deaths being brought about by these ambush killings, should we extend the hate crime statute to police officers as well. 8886 Leslie, 8886537543 is the number. Let's start it out with William in Cleveland, Ohio, line three. Hi, William. Good afternoon. Thank you for joining us. No, this is Tamara, Leslie. Happy New Year. Oh, I'm sorry. This is uh, Tamara in Joplin on line three. My mistake. Uh, Tamara, yes, good afternoon. Hey, please, if they want uh, a hate crime against them, then fine. Then we want a hate crime that they take out on us. Because I think racial profiling is a hate crime. Okay, and this is an example of how far do we take this? Exactly. I mean, but racial profiling by white police officers. Well, is, that's not a, is it a crime? Racial profiling isn't a crime, though, Tamara. But I think it should be. Okay. Because, because I'm black and I'm walking down the street with my friends and we're not doing anything. The police have the right to shake us down. That's That's what... Al Capone and them guys did in the 20s and 30s. They shook people down and stole their money. (laughs) That's a hate crime. Because of my color of my skin, you're going to stop me and shake me down. And if I don't behave the way you think I should, you're going to arrest me for resisting arrest. Because I'm walking while black or Latino. Uh, where does it stop? Right? I I, uh, I agree with you. Uh, I, I agree with you. Not necessarily that it should, you know, be a crime, but racial profiling is definitely – I'm not an African-American, Tamara. I haven't Neither walked in your I. shoes. I'm just putting myself in their shoes that – if I was black, I mean, it's like the strap hanger who just choked a black woman, the MTA worker, in the subway because he got mad. He was a cop, and he was a thug on Dredge until Dredge found out he was a cop. And then he was, oh, she must have done something. And all the MTA worker did was change the schedule because of weather. And he got mad. He attacked her on the platform, threw her on the ground. It took another MTA conductor of the subway to pull him off, and he ran away. And he only turned himself in when they put it all over the Internet. And he's white. All right. Thank you, Tamara. I appreciate it. Very different uh, view on that and a different angle, but that's what we want to hear. 
We are back. I'm Leslie Marshall. Welcome, welcome back. Only True Democracy in Talk Radio of four and by you, the people. Uh, let's go to the calls and we go to Teresa in New Mexico, line five. Hi, Teresa. Good afternoon. Thank you for joining Hi, us. Leslie. Hi. Um, I respectfully disagree with your point. And it's because I think that we've already established in World War II where thousands of people were killed, just like in any other war, that it was different, that it was more significant because they were specifically targeted only because of their culture and the religion in which they identified with. So as as a global culture, we've already established that that is a more significant issue. They, they, there were not trials for... You know, there are horrible, awful hate um, deaths in any war, but that is specifically different, and we've already established that. So I I think the name of hate crimes is a bad name for that law, (laughs) because as you pointed out, there's hate in all acts of violence. Um, But I do think that targeting an individual solely because of their race or religion or the uniform they wear is a significant difference. And so I I don't oppose the proposal. I think what's more important is, is adding police officers, and I think they should also add firefighters, anyone who identifies with a a uniform, military, coming back, whatever. Well, what about doctors? Is it a hate crime if somebody kills a doctor who performed abortions like Bernard Slepian in Buffalo, New York? Absolutely. When they have abortion people coming in and killing doctors, medical providers, just because of their occupation, I think that that is too. I think, though, what is more important is whether or not we put all these people and we uh, we amend the law, is this healing and building relationships between law enforcement and the cultures that don't trust them. And no. Uh, no, the answer is it's no. And and that's and that's my thing. I think we do agree yeah. somewhere uh, on this, which is if the end result doesn't really change the landscape of the way things are, and you're talking about the relationship with the police officers is one example, but I mean, if, if I don't see the hate crime statute being a deterrent to further hate crimes having been committed since we've had that in place. Well, we already have... Whether it's official or not, we already have an understanding that if you punch a police officer, your punishment will be much more severe than if you assault the guy who came onto your wife in the bar. Correct. And so we, we and, and I and I want that law. I, I want to make sure that our police officers and our firefighters are off limits to those. But and so I don't have a problem with that. But for anybody to think that that is going to resolve this issue is ridiculous. This issue has to be resolved by building trust between law enforcement and people of brown skin and poor people and people in different cultures who have generationally learned not to trust them. But at the end of the day, if somebody serves life in prison without parole or a sentence to death, what does it matter what the title is? Isn't that semantics at the end of the day? Well, well, I think, at least it's my understanding, is that individuals who are convicted under the hate crime law have a more severe punishment. 
So there are individuals who, in acts of murderous passion, um, do get parole or do get a life sentence and not a death penalty. But people under hate crimes, it, it is my, and I'm not a, an attorney, but I would, it is my understanding that they do receive a harsher punishment, just like if you assault an officer, it is a harsher punishment. Than well, a, 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 actually, a actually, yes and no, because it depends what the crime is. It depends on the state. If a state prosecutes for a hate crime versus the federal government, it's different. And I, I did look that up. And honestly, there's uh, it's not just bada bing, bada boom. It's not just if, yeah. you know, you're you're accused of a hate crime. Uh, you know, there are hate crimes to property. There are hate crimes with uh, assault. There are hate crimes with attempted murder, hate crimes with murder. Uh, but the, at the end of the day, if you murder somebody and you are in a state with capital punishment, it need not be a hate crime for you to be sentenced to death. And if it is a hate crime, it's not an automatic sentence for death, depending on the state and um, their uh, their prosecutorial um, discretion with regard to their state's hate crime legislation. But I absolutely Statue. agree with you that it is varied and inconsistent. But isn't that why we have a hate crime law, law at a federal level? Because individuals in certain cultures may not see it as a hate crime because racism is so institutionalized even within their government and their law enforcement. So we as a people decided this needs to be a federal law so that even though states usually have first rights, when it's a hate crime, the feds are going to come in. I mean, that's how we were able to get people to go into segregated schools. I mean, and, and unsegregated, I mean, that's, that's how, that, that was the beginning of the infancy of those, those lessons we learned, why we changed. All right. Thank you uh, very much. Uh, very well Thank said you. and very respectfully disagreeing. And you can do it anytime, <laughs> Teresa. Thank, thanks for the call. Thank you. Uh, let's go to, is it Jazz? Uh, Jazz Booth in Virginia? Line, uh, Jazz. Jazz. Uh, Jazz in Virginia, live line one. Hi, Jazz. How you doing? Hi, how are you? Good. Um, I'm, I'm definitely disagreeing that it can be a hate crime. Um, you know, I served in the military for 13 years, and I have, you know, friends who are amputees. My, my husband was a veteran. He has PTSD. I have service-connected injuries. And we accept those things. We raise our right hand. But to be given, because you're a cop, and no disrespect to cops, but when you raise your right hand and say, hey, I'm going to protect and defend, this, this county, this city, this state, whatever, you are, you know, subject to certain occupational hazards. And if you don't want to be subject to them, then you probably shouldn't be a cop, just like if I didn't want to risk losing my life in support of my country, I probably shouldn't have joined the military. I, I hate to say it, but, you know, it's it's almost like, oh, my God, you know, I, I mean, seriously, it's terrible. And, you know, they'll say, you know, a police officer was killed in the line of duty. It's the headline news. Everybody's crying. There are flowers everywhere. There's a big procession. I get it. But how how come the, you know, the kid the day before that was shot in front of his house in a drive-by is le- why is that per- that individual's life less important? I agree with you. It's it's like when somebody's like, well, he came back from Afghanistan and he lost his leg. It's absolutely horrific, but it's very different to me than the kid who his neighbor ran him over because he was texting and his leg came off because the kid didn't sign up for that. Like you said, I agree with you on that. It's just like seriously, I cannot, and believe me, I'm human, but I I cannot whine if if people send me nasty emails. For what I do, because that's part of what I signed up for. 
I put myself out there. I give my opinion on radio and television and in writing. And you know, I people definitely... are gonna people are gonna attack me for it and say nasty things about me, my vagina, my children, whatever. And that's part of the that's one of the hazards of my job. Certainly not the hazard of the job you and your husband did. Thank you for your service, by the way. And uh, certainly not uh, the, the you know the type of a job or danger that a firefighter or a police officer put themselves through. Right, and right now it's just the, the media is making things like this sexy, and that's why it's become a topic because now we've made. We, we, we've brought race back up as if it's been some fictional character, and now we sensationalize it to the point where, you know, now we need to protect cop now as a hate crime. Hate crimes, were, hate crimes and that categorization were not, you know, were not made to protect police, to protect an occupation. They were, they were made, you know, to protect, um, you know, certain segments of, of people who are discriminated against because of their, their skin type or maybe because of their gender, maybe their sexual orientation, not because, oh, my job's so tough, please, you know, make people not want to hurt me. You know, that's why we have judges that can decide that if you did do something so heinous because this person was a cop or about the occupation, it's their job to decide, you know, what your punishment is. You know, many of criminals, special hardened criminals, are not going to bypass doing a crime because, oh, I might get more time. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I don't, seriously, I don't think if a bunch of guys get drunk and they're like, we're going to go kill some faggots tonight, and I'm sorry, that's how they would talk, you know, right. I don't think after those beers they're going to go, but hey, dude, if we do that it's a, and get caught, it's a hate hey, crime. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. We are on the same page, girlfriend. We are on the same page. Jazz, thank you for the call, sweetie, and have a good one. I hope to hear from you again. Again, thank you to you and your husband for your And we're back talking about hate crime statute, which the National Fraternal Order of the Police say they want extended to police officers, agree or disagree. And do we need that statute at all? Kelly in Indiana is on line three. Hi, Kelly. Good afternoon. Thank Hi, you for joining us. Good. We have a lot of women calling today. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Good afternoon. Um, I feel that, you know, a hate crime is a hate crime. I mean, I, whether you hate an, a police officer, whether you hate a black person, whether you hate a gay person, I mean, if you are going to attack that person simply because they are a police officer, a gay person, black person, whatever, um, it's a hate crime. I mean, if that is the whole purpose behind your attack, then yes, it is a hate crime. However, my question is, is how do you prove that it's, I mean, how do you get the legislation? prove that it was a hate crime. I mean, as we just recently seen with the Trayvon Martin case, that was obviously a hate crime. I mean, he racially profiled this young man, and he killed him because, you know, he was black. And how do you prove that? I mean, how do you prove that it was a hate crime when it was so obvious, but yet he was acquitted? You know, you prove it, but what happened? I mean, in my making He wasn't brought, and, and that he was not brought up uh, on a hate crime. But that was an obvious hate crime. In my, you know, I would agree and, with you. In my opinion, I would agree with you. Yeah, and these officers that were killed in New York, they were basically targeted because of the Brown and the Eric Garner decision, the grand jury decision, and that was an obvious hate crime. Why isn't there, you know, charges being brought? And like the last person that spoke, like everybody says that because they sign up for this job that, that's the chances that you're going to take, and I don't think that's right. I work at a psych hospital. I work with I've, I work with individuals that are that have murdered, that have raped, and everything. You know, what if I go in on my shift one night and I get raped by one of these individuals? Is that my fault because I signed up for the job? 
again, this is a slippery slope. Where does it end? You know, exactly. and, and, and again, how do you prove it? I mean, if somebody kills, okay, sorry, is then isn't every rape a hate crime? Because, uh, you know, uh, uh, and, or every rape of a woman. Because right. what we usually find is that the rapist has problems with women. They want power over women. They hate women. They hated their mother. They hated somebody who rejected them when they were 12, right? Exactly, because the individuals that I work with, most of them that have committed this kind of crime do have an issue with women. And if you look in their past, they were either abused by their mother, they were abused by some female in their past, and they were very well controlled. So they have this intense hate for females, and that's the purpose of rape. Rape is not about sex, it's about control. And that's how they're doing it. So it, there's an intense hatred inside them. So isn't that, a, like you said, isn't that a hate crime? I mean, so what defines a hate crime nowadays? You know, you really got to think about it. There's, there's just a huge, you know, it's right there. I mean, it's not about color of the skin or occupation. Now, what is inside that person? Why did that person personally attack that other person? You, you see what I'm saying? I do. And then people may start saying, well, what about judges? What about doctors? They're wearing a uniform. Right. What about teachers? What about postal workers? We have people going postal. Those people yeah. are uniform. Again, it's a, if we just put everything under the category of crime and, you know, the assumption that it's based on hate, because I bet there's hate crimes out there. They're not categorized as such, not just because they hate, but, you know, you don't, you don't always know what's in a person's mind or heart when they're committing such a heinous crime, when it's mm-hmm. a violent crime, any crime, but especially a violent crime. Right, exactly. And, you know, I do feel that, you know, and my father, my grandfather was a cop. And back in the 80s, at one time, you know, he there was a fad going on where if you shot a police officer, that was your instant initiation into a gang because the gangs hated cops so much. You know, so I think that these, you know, if they do put police under this legislation, it should cover police when they were off duty because my grandfather was walking out of the station. He wasn't even in uniform. He got in his car. He wasn't even on duty, and he was shot at by a gang member because gangs hate cops so much. So there's a hate crime there. But what about all of these, you know, I mean, come on now, you know, there are bad cops out there that do – target black people do they oh. get do they get charged with hate crimes why are they protected because they're a police officer even though and if I'm a police officer is shot them. in the line of duty chasing a a perpetrator mm-hmm. and they kill the cop i'm sure mm-hmm. they hate the cop because the cop's chasing them and wants to arrest them and put them in jail mm-hmm. you know it doesn't have to be an ambush for it to be hatred again yes it's just, just there's too many loose ends to tie up and right. and and it ju- and it just goes uh, far beyond. I, I honestly haven't seen the merit of the hate crime statute except for the, the symbolism, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and having mean, that having that statute. title. At the at the end of the day, the person most likely would have been sentenced to death or life in prison without parole for their crime. Right. I mean, the hate crime statute started back in you know. Um, the early 90s, I believe, after the James Byrd incident and the Matthew Shepard incident. That's when everyone decided, okay, it's time to do something. But, you know, what's so scary is that I'm raising a child in this world, and it really, really worries me about what's in her future. 
I mean, we've got issues like this going on in 2015. I mean, cops are still getting killed because they're hated. Blacks are still getting killed because they're hated. I mean, gays are still getting beaten because they're hated. What, why do we have to have legislation for a hate crime? Why don't we stop hating everybody? And by, and by the way, just a, just a, a latest uh, stats they had uh, by hate crimes in the United States big, broken down by groups. I was mm-hmm. looking at this earlier. The Jews are the most uh, hated as far as hate crimes. And, uh, you know, 84.9% gonna... rate. Um, now, this is per 100,000 people. The LGBT community after that. Almost seventy percent. The Muslim community over forty percent. The Black community um, almost thirty-five percent. Aborigines uh, in this country, believe it or not, over twelve percent. Hispanic six percent. Asian and Pacific Islander five point two percent. Whites one point five. People who attack to be Catholic point five percent. Atheists point three. Protestants point two. Heterosexuals zero. I mean, nobody has been targeted for a hate crime based on being straight. Yeah. And, you know, and I don't understand, it just bothers me that the Jewish people are the most, uh, you know, on your, in your statistics. Because I went to um, a, a predominantly Jewish high school. I mean, I know a lot of Jewish people, and they're very good people. And I just don't understand why there's such intense hate towards this community. I mean, I understand that America is a, a majorly Christian country, but Jesus was a Jew, if you think about it. Well, a lot of people, a lot of people don't like, you know, they love Jesus, but they also love to blame the Jews for killing them. We could talk about this all day. Call me again, please. I really like okay. you, Kelly. Uh, call me again. Not just because we agreed. That doesn't hurt, though. Uh, thanks for the call. Let's go in San Diego to line four with Anthony. Hey, Anthony, a man breaking up all the chick talk here. Uh, how you doing and what's your take on this? I feel, you know, uh, almost the same way you do as far as crime and people going out there uh, uh, killing Rufus ruthlessly killing people, you know, for what or who they they are, whether it's police officers, you're killing somebody because they're police officers or because another another, another color, et cetera. But uh, I also believe in, in revenge, you know. And if I, yeah, uh, then there's a system in place to allow a proven case to be thrown out and a perpetrator to get away with it if it's on him like the Eric Garner situation. I, you know, feel good about. I don't feel bad about it. Anybody get justice in the way they can. Well, you know, it's interesting that you say that because when you talk about revenge, that brings in a whole other element. Yeah, you know. Or self-defense that brings in a whole other element. Yeah, but anyway, you know, I do not, you know, just like that guy who went up there and killed those cops. You know, that was all out wrong. That was ruthless. And he killed, took care of himself. You know, that's that. That's what I do not believe for any reason going out there ruthlessly killing, you know, uh, innocent people, you know. But I feel a different way, you know, when it comes to somebody getting away with something because there's a system in place that will protect that individual or individuals. That's all okay. I'm saying, you know. All right. Thank you, Anthony. I'm Leslie Marshall.